Yeah, this morning I want to talk about moving from comfort to faith. And uh, as, I, as I sat down and I thought about uh, moving house, um, I, I thought about how many times Belinda and, and myself had moved house since we've been married. And I went through it, counted it up, and within the first two and a half to three years of our marriage, we had moved seven times. Yeah. Does anyone like moving house? No, I can't stand it. Seven times. And then in the time since then, it's only been another two. So praise God. So next week, actually, we're coming up to our 11th um, wedding anniversary. 11 years, yeah. Yeah, so I, I can't stand moving, and I don't intend to move for a, a while. But when I think about moving, I, it, may, it reminds me of uh, the Exodus. Uh, Moses bringing the Israelites, moving them out of Egypt. So in, in Exodus 5, we, we see that Moses, he, was, he went to, to talk to Pharaoh to say, God wants you to let my people go. And, uh, and, and Pharaoh was, he, he had come accustomed to having the Israelites in Egypt. They'd been there for 400 years and, and he didn't want to let them go because his rent money wouldn't get paid. He was, they, they were the slaves, they were the ones that made the bricks and they were the ones that were building his, his empire or his kingdom. And this went against what, what he wanted and, uh, and he didn't hold the same vision that God had given Moses. Moses had, uh, Moses had this vision from God that God wanted to deliver these people. But uh, Pharaoh had something else in mind. And so as you, as you come up to something that God wants you to move you out of or move you from onto something else, there will always be this, this opposition, this level of discomfort. And, uh, and there will be people around your life that don't hold the same vision that you do. And so... They, they, they won't be that agreeance. They'll, they'll wonder why you're doing a certain thing because you don't, they don't hold the same vision that God's put in you. As, as, as we went on in uh, Exodus 14, we, we see the Israelites were taken to the Red Sea and they came up against this sea. The, the Egyptian army were chasing them down. They were, they were after them to, to get them, to bring them back. And so they came up with another opposition. This was a physical opposition of, of the sea. They, they had nowhere to go. They had nowhere to turn. But God had given them the vision, remember. And God's the God of miracles. And God made a way where there was no way. He parted the Red Sea and they went through. So in your life, you'll also come up with physical oppositions as well, where there doesn't seem to be a way. There's seemingly no way. But if God is the one that has given you the vision or has called you to move into a new area or a new way of life or a, or a, a new season in your life, then God will make a way. Our, our church, building for an example, we, we, uh, we've been trying to uh, build a church for about four years in different areas and there was always been a level of opposition. But uh, God, gave, God gave Pastor Garen a, a, a word seven years ago, was it, about this, um, this, 
this church and, and taking uh, two lots and clearing trees with the city to the south. And, uh, and that's exactly where we've bought land, with two lots side by side with the city to the south. We've got to clear trees to put the building there. So we, we believe that this is, this is it. This is what God has called us to. This is the area God has called us to. And we've put our DA in to the council for approval, and that goes to public submission. And we came up with some opposition. And we, we want people to feel comfortable. And it could have been easy for us to, to retreat from that, saying that this is, the, this is too much opposition, maybe. Uh, let's, just, let's just retreat to, to where we are. Let's be happy with what we're doing, rather than push on, push forward. And, uh, and so, so that's just an example. But there, there is, there's going to be opposition to a move. There's always going to be an opposition which can make you uncomfortable, step you out of your comfort. This, this year, 2018's milestone year, and if milestones are going to be created, then you're going to have to move. There's, there's always going to be, have to be movement to create a milestone to create a, a, a point in time that's, that's significant. Just sitting down, being comfortable, just doing what you do won't create a milestone, won't create anything significant. So God delivered the, the Israelites from slavery, took them into the... To, he, wanted, he desired that they ended up in the promised land, and, but they, they weren't ready for the promised land. They hadn't learnt to trust God. They hadn't learned to rely on God fully. They haven't learnt to move with God. See, our, our first fruits is coming up, and, and the, the principle of, of leaving God his portion, uh, is that's something that we need to trust him in, and we need to rely that, that that's his principle, he's set that in place. That might be a challenge um, the, you, you might need to challenge your faith on that to, to rely, that, to, to trust God that that's, that's him and he's backing you up and he'll be there and he'll make a way where there is no way. So moving with God. They had to learn to move with God. I'm going to read from Exodus 40, 36 to 38. Now, whenever the cloud lifted from the tabernacle, the people of Israel would set, on, set out on their journey to follow it. But if the cloud did not rise, they remained where they were until it lifted. The cloud of the Lord hovered over the tabernacle during the day and, the night, and at night fire glowed inside the cloud so the whole family of Israel could see it. This continued throughout all their journey. So they were through the wilderness for 40 years and the, the tabernacle they, they carried with them and this cloud would lead them. This, this is a, a beautiful image of following God. God was, the, the presence of God was hovered over the tabernacle and, and that's what they followed and God led them through the wilderness. And I, I underlined the whole family of, of Israel could, could see that could see the cloud, because everyone can, can see God if they choose to. 
They can see to move with God if they choose to, if you're looking, if you're tuned in. Earlier on, I mentioned that they needed to trust God and they needed to rely on God and they needed to move with God. In order to move with God, they needed to learn how to trust God, learn how to rely on God and learn how to see God. And this may be the the reason why they didn't move through the, the wilderness quicker or sooner. So when we draw close to God, he draws close to us. When we draw close to God, we learn how to recognise him or see him or see where he's moving. So the, the Israelites, they didn't believe that there was anything more for them. They, they didn't believe that there was anything better for them because they were living in slavery for 400 years. And, and they... They, they, could, they found it hard to see that when God said there's more for you, there's more in the future for you. I've got a promised land. It's, it's an amazing land. And this was a difficult concept to, to understand. Did you know that when baby elephants are trained in a circus, they, when they're babies, they're, a rope is tied around their leg and a, a stake is driven through the ground to keep them from running away? And as they grow, they can grow ten times the size of what they were when babies. But the same rope with the same size stake is still driven in the ground. And that keeps them from running away. Because when they're babies, they didn't have the strength to break free from that stake. When they're older and bigger, they do have the strength. But they've come accustomed to being tied down, to being held in bondage, to being held captive under slavery. This is the same with the Israelites. They had become accustomed to that slavery and that bondage, that they didn't believe that there was something more, even though they had already been delivered from it. And so they kept on looking back. Let's just go back, because at least we got fed there. At, At least we had a home. But they were slaves, and then they were free. It's, it's amazing. God always wants more for, me, for you. He's got a promised land for you in whatever situation you're going through. And whatever is in front of you, he's got a way through it and he's got a promised land ahead of it. So, moving with God, he, he desires that we continually move with him. And, and we grow in our faith so that we do move with God. We recognise the move of God. We recognise when, uh, when he stops and when he moves. But that's not all God has for us. He, he wants us to... It's not just what God has for us. He always wants us to keep moving with him. But he desires that we then start to move the hand of God in our own life and in, our life, in, in the situations around us and move into mature faith. I've got an, an illustration for this. Uh, I've got a couple of apprentices that I work with, and, um, and when they're the new apprentices, you, you show them what to do on a certain car, and you show them how to fix it. 
and then you move on to a stage, a more mature stage, where you can do it together. You say, come on, we, let's do this together. We can, we can work together to work this out. And, you, and you, you do bits together, and you move together. And then you move on to more maturity as they grow in their knowledge and their ability to, all right, tell me how you're going to fix it. Tell, and they, they can explain to me the processes that they're going to go through to repair a car. And I'll back them up with tools. I'll back them up with advice. And I'll be there in case anything goes wrong. Now, this is similar to, to how God works. He will do things for us, and then he will, want to move, want us to, he will want us to move with him. And then we'll get to a stage of maturity where God says, all right, you tell me how you're going to move, and I'll back you up. There, there are many times in the New Testament where Jesus could have healed um, many people. Many people were, were sick, were, they wanted healing off, off Jesus. He was a very busy man. And, and I could imagine that, that, um, that there, there may have been times where, well, let, let me give you an example first of, of um, the, the woman with the issue of blood. See, Jesus was walking through this busy crowd and he, he was on his way to somewhere. He had a destiny to get to. And uh, what caused him to stop uh, wasn't him looking for this woman who needed a healing. It was the woman pushing through to find Jesus. The, Jesus responded to her faith, the, her faith to push through the crowd to get to him. Now, that's moving in, in maturity because she had the faith. She knew that this was Jesus' will to want to heal her. And she had a problem, so she needed Jesus. And, and that's, that's what Jesus responded to. There's a, there's a, um, a passage in Matthew... 16:19 I'll give you the keys I'll give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven Now this this translates into whatever you bind in whatever you bind on earth has already been loosed uh, has already been bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth has already been loosed in heaven so that's, God's got his will in heaven, his, his perfect will, which he, he desires to be down on earth. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The, hill, the, the will is done in heaven. And so he wants us to come in line with what he is doing and pray his will into our circumstances, our situations. And so if we, if we bind things on earth that, that are according to his will they will be done. And if we loose things on earth that are according to his will, they will be done. And so when we go to Jesus for healing with our faith, knowing that that is his will, then it will be done if, if we're responding with, with, with faith. 
So the, the Matthew was, uh, Peter walked on water. And see, Jesus recognized in his life there was a bit of doubt. And Peter said, Lord, if it's really you, then call me out on water. And so that's what Jesus responded to. He was walking on water, like there's nothing super um, like healing to do with that or anything like that. But Jesus recognized that, that Peter needed to, to believe and Peter needed to rise in his faith. And so that's what he responded to. And so Peter walked on the water. The, the four men that lowered the, the man down the roof for healing while Jesus was speaking, that was faith that Jesus responded to. That was a healing again that, that these men had the faith to go after Jesus for. That was them declaring the, the will of God into this man's life. Uh, when the Israelites were going through the, the wilderness, um, Joshua, Joshua and Moses came up against the Amalekites in Exodus 17, 19, uh, 9, 17, 9. And uh, the, God, God had his will, that the promised land. We've already covered that. But these people were coming against the Israelites. And so, uh, verse 8, we'll pick up there. The Amalekites came to attack the Israelites. And Moses said to Joshua, Choose some men, choose... Choose some of our men and go out and fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered. And Moses, Aaron and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. So the the desire of God was always for them to win, but it, the, the, the responsibility fell on man, on, on Moses declaring and praying the will of God here on earth. While he was holding up the, the staff of God, they were winning, but when he dropped it, they started losing. See, it, it, was, it was man that was governing God's movement here on earth. And so we can govern God's movement in our life and we can, we can move the hand of God in our life if we are praying and declaring in the will of God. When earth moves, heaven moves. Now, that's not saying that heaven can't move without us because God's all-powerful, but this is a principle is set in place. He wants us to rise in our maturity, in our faith, to be able to call on God and say, God, this is a situation that doesn't line up with your will. It doesn't line up with what you've said in your word. It doesn't line up with the vision that you've given me. So move in this place. Make a way where there is no way. Matthew 16, 18, uh, Jesus says to Peter, I, it was actually Simon, he renamed him Peter then, 
um, I, I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock, Peter means rock, on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not overcome it. So a, a couple of weeks ago I spoke on, on gates, and in, in the gates, that's where the judges sat, that's where the, the government was. And so what this verse is saying is, Jesus is speaking to man saying, I'll build my church, you, you are my church, and I'll build it. And the government of hell will not prevail against it. So the, the government has, of, of hell has decided that it's going to distract us and try and de- destroy what, what Jesus is trying to do in us, but it can't touch us. So we're, we're set in this place to... to decide and to, uh, to move God's hand into our life so that the government of hell will not prevail. Our action on earth establishes God's will here. Uh, let me read another, another verse out to you. Ephesians 3.10. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. So the, the word here, church, uh, it, it, it translates to ecclesia. And, and the Romans had, had their ecclesia, which was a, a group of, uh, like an army that went out to find a, a, a Rome, uh, to an, an area around Rome to conquer it and overtake it and to transform its culture and to change its culture to suit Rome or to change its, its culture into the Roman culture. And so what, Jesus, what, what, what this verse is saying here, that the, the church is the ecclesia, it's the heavenly ecclesia, that, that we're placed here to transform the culture of the places around us. And so this, this suits our, our church this is so relevant to our church because this is a church without walls, which means we're, we're the church that's focused on what's outside of, of here. We're focused on the community and, and we're set in this place, Batemans Bay, to, to, be out, to be the ecclesia, to be transforming the culture and declaring the, the, the culture into a heavenly culture, into God's culture and declaring God's will here on earth. How amazing is that? So I'll, I will just I'll finish here. Uh, if I could grab the band up, thanks. The, the opposite to what I've just been talking about in changing culture, in, in uh, declaring God, God's hand to move in our life, is, is, a, is the example we have of Jesus when he went to his hometown. He could do no miracles or signs and wonders and that was because of unbelief so Jesus was still all powerful he was still God but he set this principle that that we move the hand of God we govern heaven here on earth and so Jesus was restricted in what he could do by the faith levels there was no faith there was unbelief 
so to move God's hand in our life to to cause the things that are bound to be to be broken and to loose the things of heaven in their place we need to agree with heaven we need to agree with God's word we need to agree with his will and his vision for our lives personally See, God can only work in our life as much as we are in his will. And he can only move in us to the extent that we pray and declare according to his will. And so to know his will, we need to be in his word. We need to be seeking him. We need to be following him. We need to be drawing near to him. God wants us to move, God wants to move us out of bondage, out of things that are that are tying us down in slavery, like the baby elephant. He wants to, to move us from that that thing that's pegging us down. And he wants to lead us and he wants us to follow him through all stages of life. And sometimes it becomes too hard. Sometimes there are, there are oppositions and we want to go back. But when there's oppositions, that's when we need to push through. That's when God can part the sea in front of us and make a way. And he wants to move us on to mature faith where we can, where we can recognize where he wants to move in our life. Where we can move the hand of God in our life. And that's... That's my prayer for my own life. And, uh, and you should take hold of it. I want you to take hold of it today. That, that that's, that's God's desire for us, to rise us into mature faith and move by faith so that he will move in our life. Can you all stand? Thanks. I'll just pray before we, we sing the last song. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you that uh, you desire more for us. You always have. Lord, we say sorry for the times that we don't let you in fully. But today we just want to open ourselves up to you. And so have your way in our lives. Lord, make a way where there is no way. Lord, come and move in our life. And let us recognize and be with you, God. And we want you to move in our life in a powerful way. So come today, God. Break things that shouldn't be there. Transform things into heavenly things, God. Meet us where we are and transform us. And move us on to something new, something better, God. Thank you, Lord. Atmosphere is changing. 
Pushing themselves a little bit more this week, stepping out a bit more. I think uh, when we get to the end, eternity, I think we'll be so glad every every time we look back and so glad every moment in our life that we actually pressed in and went a bit further and asked and sought to follow God's will. And so I challenge you. Thank you, Dan. Challenge you. Thank you for challenging me and the rest of us for this week. Be of that attitude. Let's move the hand of God in our life. Amen. I just want to um, close the service there. Uh, It's still raining outside. We've got tea and coffee and stuff like that. You're welcome to grab something and bring it back in here if it's a bit too cool out there and and, and wet. Have a great week. We'll see you. I hope you've got enough energy to get through the month of March. Got a lot on. God bless. Bye-bye.